All right, crawl out of your mausoleum and let's look at the house. Look at the word of God out of the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter number four, please. I pray tonight that God might help us. We'll bring a little message tonight, and God give me a title. Sometimes you give me titles, and I don't title them because I sometimes get off the subject. But uh, so I just don't worry about. It. I just preach them and then put a title to them. So some of the messages on the internet. You look at him, you said, I don't remember him preaching that. That's because I gave it a different title. <laughs> Say amen. So I'm hoping you'll listen to it again. I want to preach on tonight, fear not, calm down, chill out. God gave me that thought yesterday and I've been working on that all day. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about people everywhere. They need to fear, fear not, calm down, and chill out. Got so much fear, and it's in the church, it's out of the church. It's with born again people, it's with people who don't know God. The world's in a turmoil, they're upside down, they don't know which way to turn, don't know who to turn to. I just want to say, I've had a good month. God gave us 5,147 5, lessons last month. In the book of May, we covered. 46 states out of the 50, and uh, 36 countries. And that's enough to shout off of what a crowd we had. I didn't even get to see none of them, but I preached to them. And then it started off with a good week. I had a call from a fella that's business little dealing, and he wanted me to come up, and I did, and went to Mountain City, ended up in a little place called Dillard for, for brunch. I'm not a bruncher. I done eat breakfast, but I went over and drunk coffee while he did. And he wanted to talk to me. And he's in, you know, just in business. And uh, he asked me some questions and he said, I'm a Catholic from Louisiana. All my life I've been in the Catholic church off and on. Just, he's, not a, he's not a devout Catholic or I wouldn't have got to talk to him for an hour. But I sat at the table and talked to him for an hour about being born again. And I say, thank God for that. That's the first time in my entire life I've ever had that much opportunity to talk to one Catholic for over, well, it was an over an hour, uh, about being birthed into the family of God. He said he had two Baptist preachers that was dealing with him. He said he had some people coming around him and they all been telling him that he needs to be born again. And I said, well, you better not Knock the hand of God. The providence of God is after you to try to get you to listen. And he said, when I went to leave, he said, you've helped me. I said, I didn't do a whole lot for you because you're still where you were when I came. You hadn't got saved yet, but I'm going to pray for you. And that's why I say a while ago, pray for that man. He's a Catholic. You don't need to know any more about that. Just pray for him. So I say, thank God for that. That's made my week. But I want to look at Hosea chapter 4 tonight. And we're going to look at the fourth chapter while you're looking at it and getting down. I appreciate all the young folks we got here tonight too as well. Praise God. I like to preach to you little ones, big ones, young ones, old ones. And uh, I, I've been preaching to rats and snakes and uh, stuff like that all my life. Amen. I pastored a lot of churches like that, you know. Amen. But what I'm trying to tell you is I'm glad to see some folks that's got a little life to them. And so here you are. And I appreciate you being here tonight. I, 
I do. Well, well, well. Some of the churches I pastored, I thought I was like Trump. Been trying to pull the plug out of the swamp and couldn't never find the plug. Amen. Been trying to straighten people out and can't do it. Found out God does it. He knows how to do it. And I just leave it in His hand. But amen. We got bad troubles in the church and bad troubles out of the church. So I want to deal with some of that tonight. Chapter 4 of the book of Hosea. I'm going to ask you to stand please tonight. And we're going to read uh, the first 11 verses. Now Hosea the old prophet said, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Now he's talking to the Jews, but this will apply tonight. This will fit. When I read this, you're going to see it. In America, God's got a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. He did in that day, and I'm sure he's got it again today. He said, the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth. Is that one of the things that's missing tonight in, our, in America? Where can you find truth? I remember you could used to listen to news and get a halfway idea of what was happening. Now you can listen to this news and that, and you don't know which one to believe. And so we got truth has been scattered all over the land. The second thing is, nor mercy. We're living in a time when there's not much mercy. Nobody cares for anybody. Everybody is all selfish and going after doing what they want to do. And then it said, nor knowledge of God. I want you to pay attention to that. Our knowledge of, nor knowledge of God in the land. Three things. Now let's go down and see what he said. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood touches blood. Are we in that hour? Brother, we got wickedness every single place and where we turn, there it is. Therefore, shall the land mourn. Is America mourning today? Sure is. I see people that's never had no problems and never give any problems. And they're, they're weeping tonight for a nation that they once lived in that we've seen changed and turned. Therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beast of the field and with the fowls of the heaven. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Yet let no man strive nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the priest. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Now notice what he says in the next three, four verses. My people, now I guess God talking to his people, my people, Remember, they have rejected the Lord, said, My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Now, that's what's happened in America. We have a lack of knowledge. We know a lot, but we don't know nothing. We know how to get to the moon, but we don't know how to get to heaven. Understand? We know how to have a calm atmosphere in our church, in our, but we have, can't get it in our lives. We got problems. Inside and outside the church. So it said, because thou hast rejected knowledge, that's why they don't have no knowledge. Why does America not have knowledge of God? She has rejected knowledge. Knowledge has been thrown out. And it said, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of God. I will also forget, notice this, two words, thy children. That's dangerous. And that's what we're having to face in the problem. Our children's ones today that's suffering. 
I could give you a lot of things. Matter of fact, I got about three sermons I could just take off with. One, two, three. But I'm trying to stay with one, all right? And so he's saying here in verse 7, As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their, on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests. And I will punish them for their ways and reward them uh, their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase because they have left off to take heed uh, to the Lord. Whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. You can be seated. Then I'm going to preach on fear not. Calm down. Chill out. Amen. Let's pray. Father, give us wisdom and understanding. I pray God you'd show us that which we need. I pray your will might be done. Touch hearts and lives here tonight. We'll say thank you for the goodness of God and for what you're going to do. Lord, if there's one under the sound of our voice tonight that does not know you as Savior and know you as Lord, I pray God tonight you'd deal with their heart. I pray you'd finger around their soul. Let them see, Lord, that they're lost and undone. And God, may this be a good night that they give themselves to the Lord Jesus. We'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now the Bible said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now let me give you three things here. First of all, we have to know what God says. Not only do we have to know what God says, we have to believe what God says or what we uh, hear and know from God won't do us no good. And then we've not only got to believe it, but we have got to put it to practice and adhere to it and heed what God says. And to do that, to, and to do that, we have to follow God with all our heart. So if you don't put what you know about God to practice tonight, it's not going to do you no good. A lot of people know about God, but they have never given their heart and life to Him, so therefore they can't live for Him. And because of the lack of knowledge, now I said this yesterday to the ladies down at the, at the print shop just in their little conversations. I said uh, the problems can be solved across our country and in our churches, in our homes, and in our own personal hearts by what we know about God and His doctrine. The Word of God and the doctrine of God tonight is necessary for you to know. You know why we got so many? I could ask you ten questions in here uh, about certain items and certain things in Christian living, and uh, I could get ten different answers on what is right and what is correct. And neither one of them may not correspond to this blessed book tonight. You see, this book tonight is not, it's not the textbook of America anymore. It's not. Amen. Well, social media and everything else has took all that. Hollywood's got a lot of it. And the educational system's done another damage on it. Say amen there. Uh, people don't like to t hear me say that, but I'm telling you it's the truth. And we've, we've been uh, hoodwinked to a lot of things. and Our minds have been clouded about some issues. And even church members don't know the real basic facts. Uh, I was studying on this and, and a, a fellow said something to me uh, about uh, he, he, at, the, at the place of business where I was going to eat. I was standing there. And I said, uh, we mentioned something about the Ukrainian war and Russia. And he said, I'll tell you right now, said if they start uh, giving nuclear, uh, you know, warheads and that they 
fire off one of them. I'm moving to Atlanta. I said, why are you going to go to Atlanta for? He said, I believe I'd fare better down there than I would here. And I said, what makes you think that? And he said, well, they, I said, quit worrying about it anyhow. That's what I'm preaching to you tonight. Chill out. Quit worrying about it. You said, oh, I'm scared to death that that's going to happen. I'm not. Amen. If you scare me to death, I'll just move to glory anyhow. So, hey, don't worry about that. But I'm just trying to tell you this. Don't worry about it. You said, why? I'm just afraid it's going to happen. What if, what if I showed you in the Bible it's not? Would that change your mind? said, you can't show me that in the Bible. Oh, can't? See, I trust the Bible. This is not the Sears and Roebuck catalog. I'm not ordering something out of it. I got something out of it. Amen. Uh, this Bible takes me, it's taking me to glory. This is my bread and beans and potatoes and uh, broccoli too. <laughs> Amen. Understand what I'm saying? This book tonight helps me along. So then I, I come home and, and that's been a couple of weeks when he said that to me. So I come home and I got to looking around and I was looking and a video jumped up there off of YouTube and I do keep a check with things and seeing things. I, watched, I like to watch a lot of the Israeli news and I was trying to see what was uh, coming up. And, so, and it said 10 ways uh, to have a doomsday. And I thought, now here's some more idiots on there. I started talking, about, I mean, looking at it, and it started talking about how, that, how many nuclear warheads Russia had and how many nuclear warheads America's got and how strong that they get. I said, if one pushed a button, other than to push a button in here, they'd go back and forth and back and forth. And said, uh, by the time it hit, uh, from 100,000 to a million people would be gone in just a heartbeat. And I said, oh, scare them to death, our big boy. That's what you're doing. You said, I'm scared to death. Well, and that fella said, we don't have places to hide. And he got to talking about, the, uh, they got places out in the west out there where they had some uh, things, not silos, they used to have things that they had to, uh, some rockets in and so forth. And they fixed them up. And said they could keep uh, 50 people, I believe it was 50 or 70 people, for five years or seven years. I don't know the figures on that. And I, they showed the picture, and I said, boy, amen, looks better where I live. And they had all that. And I thought, why in the world is scaring them up? That's just going to get a few. Amen. Well, I'm not concerned about that. And you said, well, it just might happen. It just might happen. It just might happen. And then I talked to a fellow yesterday. You know what he said? He said, I'm just so scared that old Putin's going to put out them uh, nuclear warheads, them strategic ones where it don't do as much. I said, let me tell you something. It ain't going to happen. Now I see some of you looking at me like, uh, he's crazy. Well, leave me alone. I'm happy. But take your Bible and turn with me to 2 Peter. I'm going to turn to 2 Peter. I'm going to show you a lot of things that you don't know about tonight. Or at least you don't think of it. You see, if you can't put ironclad hope and ironclad faith and ironclad assurance in the Word of God, you don't have nothing to hold to. I'm not looking to Washington to help me. 
I'm not looking for Australia to get me out of here. I'm not looking for another country. I'm not looking for another man. I'm not looking for a preacher. I'm not looking for a priest. I'm not looking for a pope to help me. I have one that I know and I trusted him for many years. Been preaching him for 52, 53 years. I've leaned on him. I've trusted him. And you know what? I have never found one time that he ever let me down, even to the little bit. A few times I thought he wasn't going to show up. A few times I thought he was a little late. But then I found out he was right on time. He don't come early and he don't come late. Somebody said, the Lord should come back as soon. He's coming back. I know when he's coming back. And I say that here all the time. And the Bible says you're not to name dates and times. I'm not a date and time center. But I'll tell you right now, he's coming on time. Now when that is, I don't know. But I know one thing, I'm ready. So... Uh, he done that. So I'm turning to Second Peter chapter three tonight. Second Peter chapter three, and we're going to do this for just a little bit. In Second Peter chapter three, and I'm going to deal with subjects that I'm having to deal with, and I've had to deal with for over fifty years. Some of these have just been recently, but many of them tonight I'm going to give you has been going on for a long time. In Second Peter chapter three, I want to read it, verse number seven. I read this to my Sunday school class Sunday. But the heavens and the earth, which are now. Does anybody have a problem with that? What's that mean? What we see right now, right? The heavens and the earth that we have now, right now. I mean, you look up and see uh, the sky. And in the nighttime, you can see the stars and the moon. You can see the blue sky until the clouds come by and you can see the clouds. And then the rain comes out and you can't see the clouds, but you see the rain. And that's been going on for ages. And so the Lord said, but the heavens and the earth which are now. And then he tells you how come they're now. Comment said, by the same word. What word? This word right here. By the same word are kept in store. You know what makes the sun come up every morning? In the east and set in the west. Has anybody ever seen it back up and come up out of the west and set in the, in the east at night? Anybody? Uh, have, have I been somewhere uh, and missed it? Has anybody seen that change? I don't believe it'll ever change, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. The the uh, the uh, earth's own course. Everybody said, let's talk about today. Uh, you know, this is going to hit that and this is going to have It's fear. The world is talking about fear. Amen. Perfect love casteth out fear. What you good, what you do then? You fall in love with God and you trust Him. Amen. I don't lean on man. I lean on God. He's going to take care of me. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are what? Kept in store. That means it's just like it is and nothing's going to change it. Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment uh, and perdition of ungodly men. There it is, preacher. There it is. They're going to blow us up with the nuclear holocaust and we're going to have fire. Well, you can read that in there if you want to. But I'm going to read a little bit more. I want to explain it. 
He said, but beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. If you, the Bible, I, I want to throw this in. Every time I talk about ignorance there, the Bible does say, if a man be ignorant, let him be ignorant still. If you want to be ignorant, you can be ignorant. If you want to get smart, you can get smart. But you're not going to get smart trusting the world. Matter of fact, one thing that the uh, Catholic fellow told me, he said, what do you think about evolution? I said, what? He said, what do you think about evolution? I said, uh, oh, you mean the theory of evolution? He said, whatever. I said, yes, yeah, just a theory. He said, I said, uh, I believe in the creation of God. Amen. I don't, I, I'm not running around with theories. Somebody said, it's a theory that God made man out of the dust of the ground. You're crazy. Amen. I looked at him and I said, old thing hit, boom. Something splattered. And something got to swimming around in the water or whatever. And uh, here this thing growed and multiplied. Climbed, climbed out of the water, got up in a little tree one day, jumped from one limb to another, growed a tail, hung that down uh, from the limb on his tail, and his tail broke off, and he hit the ground, run down to uh, J.C. Penney, and bought himself a suit, and come walking up and said, Look, I'm a man! I said, You believe that? Amen. That's what some people do. Hey, a brother believe something like that. That's a theory. And I, I know I stretched that theory. <laughs> Amen. I stre- but it's actually worse than that. To believe it. Amen. Praise God. Has anybody in here ever played with modeling clay? I used to make things out of modeling clay. God done it before I did. But he made it Animated. He said in verse 8, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now look at verse number 10. But the day of the Lord... Now, a lot of people don't know what the day of the Lord is. I preached on the day of God. I preached about the day of Jesus. I preached about the day of grace which we're living in today. But the day of the Lord is when the Lord Himself, the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ, and He is going to rule supreme in judgment. And it's called a tribulation. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. I could give you something on that, but I'm I'm behind now. I got to keep a traveling. I got to keep a moving. I got more to say than you're going to listen to me on anyhow. As a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Oh, there we are! There we are! Nuclear warheads, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. What's that mean? The Lord's telling us, I'm going to destroy, I'm not going to destroy the earth by water again. He said, I put a, a, a rainbow in the cloud. Anybody ever seen a rainbow? Do you believe tonight that that's a, a token or a covenant that God's saying, I will not? When you see the rambo, rain, rainbow, I start to say rainbow, Lord have mercy. When you see the rainbow, you see that I will not destroy the earth by water again. 
But he said, I'll destroy it by fire. And we're reading that. Verse 11 said, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. Hey, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasten unto the coming of the day of God? That's when God takes over, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Have you ever seen war produce a new heaven and a new earth? But when God burns this old one up, he'll make a new one. This is all reserved to God. You say, well, that don't tell us nothing about it. Well, read the book of Revelation. I'm not going to spend time with that tonight. I would love to. I'm just about tempted to do it, but I'm not going to. I'm holding back. I'm having to put, I'm having to put restraints on me. Amen. Amen. But I'm looking at this. That God says He's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Read the last couple of chapters of the book of Revelation and you'll see that. So it's not time for that. You know why? Because we still got a thousand year reign to go according to my Bible. That has not happened yet. And they're not going to destroy the earth in this day. Something will happen. God will intervene. Listen, God can stop anything. By the way, the whole world's all torn all to pieces because their whole apple cart's being taken. And you know, our, our whole life's changing. And when this war is over, you're going to find uh, there's still three wars to take place. Still three wars to take. I'm not scaring you. I'm saying, calm down, chill out. I mean, when I watch the. Y'all sit down and watch these movies. I don't watch movies. (sighs) I mean, some of this weird old stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't even, I just don't like movies. My boys will tell you, they used to watch them. I didn't, I didn't like watch movies. My wife liked to watch movies. And she'd say, let's watch a movie. And I'd sit there and look at it, and I'd say, what did that mean? What'd they just do? Because I'm not into that. My life is my Bible. Amen. This is my soup bowl, my bean bowl. My meat bowl, amen. This is my all in all, and I get everything I need out of this book. What else do I need? Look like I'm pretty healthy to me. Amen. Amen. I got a lot of energy, especially when I'm in the Word. Amen. When I get out of here, I'll sit in my easy chair and you'll wonder what happened to me. But right now, I got what I need. And so, uh, they look at all this. Quit worrying about Chill out. We're not at doomsday. People trying to scare you to death. And then, uh, as a fellow told me, he says, I'm just worried about going through tribulation. Preacher, you think we're going through tribulation? I said, no. He said, I think we're fixing to. You think the church is going through it? Like a fellow sitting in the church one day, with two or three of them, they're sitting there, and the fellow said, uh, there's a talking and said, you know, said our preacher said, you're either, you're either pre-admit or all. What's that mean? You're either pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, or uh, all millennial don't, don't even believe in it. 
or general resurrection. And they said, which are you? I don't know, but the preacher said I was this. That ain't good enough. You better know what you believe. Amen. I tell somebody, I said, I'm a pre-tribulation preacher. That means I'm going out of here before the tribulation happens. I believe the next agenda on the clock of God is for the rapture of the church to take place, the Lord to send uh, in, in, in the air, and a trump sound, and the dead in Christ rise. That's got to be the Baptists, they're dead. They rise first. That's just a joke. Amen. It might be more real than you think, though. But... The, de- the dead in Christ rise. Then we which are alive and remain and we caught up and we're going in. And then what happens? Then the tribulation sets in. That's a period of time. You said, well, I don't know about all that. Look, let's take our Bible. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Amen. I can lead you down the wrong path. A lot of preachers have already led some of you down the wrong path. Let's take our Bible and go to Jeremiah chapter number 30. Jeremiah chapter number 30. Let's just see. You said, preacher, I don't even know. Is it Jacob's trouble? I don't even know there's a tribulation out there. If somebody told you, asked you today, where in the Bible does it talk about Jacob's trouble? I'm not going to ask you, but how many of you could tell them? You need to know. These scriptures I'm giving you, you need to mark them down. You need to let them see. Listen, it's not what I think, but what I find out from the Word of God that strengthens me. Chill out! Calm down! Quit fearing! They said we're trying to shut us down again with all the COVIDs and the monkey pox and all that stuff and everything coming and going. Let me tell you one thing tonight. I'm going to make a statement. It may hire up you a little bit, but I want to make this statement tonight. This world despises God. This world hates the Word of God. And this world tonight wants to get rid of the church. That's why they don't want us to meet sometimes. And it bothers me when I met that little, I don't know, lily-livered preacher last week. He said, y'all having a service full? I said, yeah, three times a week. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And I'm looking for an excuse to find another. He said, we ain't been going on uh, Sunday nights since the COVID shut us down back under. And I thought, when are they going to get over it? I guess they like uh, uh, Twitter. I don't care too much for Twitter myself. I hear people, I know a fellow right now, he play, he he's, he works on Twitter. I know an old man. Uh, he's hey, well. He's he's pretty old. He's not as old as I am, but he he's he, he's too old to be what he's doing. He said, "I work at Twitter, and he watches everything these girls say and do. And if they ha- got not much on, he really gets a conversation going with them." Now I'm saying, "You're a pervert." Amen. If there's anybody here trying to do that kind of stuff, I hope your phone blows up in your face. Amen. 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 I remember in John chapter 8, 
the Lord was out there and the disciples come. And uh, they come to him and said, good master. Brought this woman, said, we caught this woman, said, this woman has committed adultery. And you know how it is in the law that she's guilty of death and she needs to be stoned. Now I want to tell you something. They were perverts themselves. Something wrong with them. And I'm not talking about the disciples. I'm talking about the people trying to get her stoned. You said, why? They misquoted the scripture. That's why. The Bible didn't say when a man or woman committed adultery in the Old Testament to stone her. It said you stone them both. Didn't bring man out there. Isn't it amazing a woman gets stoned and the man don't? He's just as bad as she is. Amen. I'm going to sit on the front row and amen myself. But that's the truth. If you, if you deny that tonight, you don't, you're don't. denying the Word of God. You know why? The Lord said, where's your, condem- where's your accuser? And she said, I have no... She, he said, go thy way. He said, sin no more. Neither shall I condemn you, he said. Something of nature. Why? He knew they was pulling a one-sided deal. Men run off with a woman or a woman run off with a man. They're both guilty. Equally guilty. I said equally guilty. I don't know why I got off on that. I never have preached that. Fifty-something years never preached that. But that's the truth, isn't it? Just had to run up on it. Amen. It just run up on me tonight. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 8, verse number 5 said, For thus saith the Lord, We have heard a voice of trembling, of fear, and not of peace. Ask ye now, and see whether a man doth travail with child. And we know that's impossible. But he's talking about there's going to be pains on a man, just like a woman, in this period of time. Birth pains, I never never experienced none, but my wife had three children. I, amen. She has screamed for me one minute and then want to kill me the next. Our first son born sitting over there and she said, Dennis, 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 and I come running. That's before they had as much of, you know, now the husband can be in there with them, which I wouldn't want to be. But here, he said, she said, Dennis, Dennis, and I'd get up and run. She'd get in and she'd have another pain. She said, get out of here. I despise you. <laughs> and I'd get set down and she'd holler again. You, you, you've probably been there, amen, or know a little bit about it. But it said, For thus saith the Lord, we have heard a voice of trembling of fear and not of peace. Ask you now and see whether a man doth travail with child. Wherefore do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail and all faces are turned into paleness. Somebody said, Preacher, you preach that? Why, sure. I'm not preaching the Sears and Roebuck catalog. I'm preaching the Bible. Now notice the next verse. Alas! For that day is great. He's comparing it to the day of the Lord. 
so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Now he's talking to the Jew here. Now God's saying, I'm going to send Jacob's trouble, but I'm going to spare you. That's to the Jew. And the ones that get spared, some of them will go through it and they'll die. Because it won't take the mark of the beast. But some of them will come through it and God will protect them in it. And there's those who turn to Him and they will be a, a group at the end of the tribulation hour that's going to be called the tribulation saints. Part of, and that part of them will be the Jews. And they've come through that. God has helped them with it. You understand what I'm saying? Well, you said, that's a Jew. Yeah, okay. Now here's church members sitting on you. Oh, I got that into the quick. They're chewing their fingernails down and they're worried. And I say chill out. Because I'm going to turn in the book of Revelation and for you saints of God that think you might be going through one little iota, one little bit of tribulation, everything's going to happen. I'm going to show you something. Boy, my time's done got me. Woo! I'm needing overtime tonight, but Lord have mercy. We'll let you out in a minute. We're looking in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 10. Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 10, it says, and by the way, this is the Philadelphian church, which is the church in the same aisle we are now as the Laodicean church. Is a church that needs nothing, and that's where the real church is today. It's a, and I'm talking about that's where the, the church bunch is. I'm glad I'm still part of the old Philadelphian church. Verse 10 said, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience. Kept the word of my patience. Kept the word of my patience. I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation. What's he saying? He's saying this to the church, to the saints of God. I'll keep you from the hour of temptation. What is the hour of temptation? It's the time of Jacob's trouble when God's going to work on them Jews. He said, Which shall come upon all the world. Have we ever had that yet? No. It's still future. And he said, I'll keep you from... Somebody said, I'm worried to death about going through the tribulation. Oh, I'm afraid to... I'm going to have to take the mark of the beast. And if I take... Listen, the mark of the beast dooms you to hell. You take that mark and you're over. To try them that dwell upon the earth. And God says to you church folks, you're saved. You're washed in the blood. I'm going to come and deliver you out before that thing comes and you're not going to have to face one out of it, not one inch of it. Now get that in your crawl, chew it up like a cow and twist it around in there and slide over again and tomorrow, chill out. You don't have to worry about all that. I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. Amen. You said it gets rough. Yeah, well I'm... 74 years old. Did you know it's got rough a few times in my life anyhow? Amen. Back yonder when I was just right after we'd gotten married and we didn't know how to make a living and didn't know how to get everything right. and Boy, we didn't have... I'm going to tell you something. I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't even have a job married. I wouldn't tell any young person to do that. I got married. I didn't have a job. I was in school. 
She had one, but she quit. And then I had to quit and start to work. Why? I'm just sure my mom and daddy is looking at that and saying, them two, they're never going to make it. Never going to make it. Some time ago, Caleb and his wife, Faith, said to me, so we hope we can live, be married 50-something years like you and Miss Audrey. And I thought to myself, Lord, have mercy. You're going to have a long road to hoe. I, 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 it's by the grace of God that I made it. And I told him, I said, just stay with God. That's all I can give them. That's all I can tell any young couple today. Just stay with God. Let Him be number one. Just stay with God. Amen. Cross your fingers and your toes. Stay with God. Pray day and night. And God can do it. And God will do it. But I see that. Then in 2 Thessalonians, he comes along and he tells us, Paul does. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 7 and 8 said, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's the Spirit of God in the church. And when the Lord takes out the church, the Holy Spirit is the, is the restraining force in this world that keeps everything straight. And if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit of God, this world would be in a bigger mess than it is in now. Verse 8, and then shall the wicked be revealed. That wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth. That's the Antichrist. I'm not getting, I'm cutting these a little short. I want you to see it. So, you know, we got people today that's talking about utopia. How many's heard the word utopia thrown around in the last three, four, five months? Okay. You know, I went for years and didn't even know what utopia was. When I was a young boy, we probably went across at school. I didn't pay much attention to it. I didn't look at I did have a Baptist deacon. He went to the First Baptist Church over here in Clarksville. And he said to me, he said, you know, I was preaching the rapture of the church and the saints of God are going out. And I was just young. I didn't know much about the Bible at that time. And uh, he said to me, he said, you know, he said, one of these days this world's going to get better and better and better, and better. And we're going to have a utopia. It's going to get so good, we're going to have heaven on earth. And I looked at him and I said, I don't believe what you're saying. He was a lot more older than I was, and I thought to myself, I certainly do need to be respectful, but I knew it wasn't right. And you may think that tonight too. You think this world's going to get better and better? Let me show you what God said. See, you can count on what I'm preaching tonight, you can count on. This is Bible. I don't believe anybody knock holes in what I've preached already. Second Timothy. Second Timothy tonight, chapter three. He said in the first verse, This know also that last that in the last days perilous times shall come. So we I'm just going to use that to show you. But get down in that verse to verse number twelve, and it said, Yea, and all that live will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Verse 13, but evil men. Have y'all ever met evil men? They're here. But evil men and seducers shall what? Wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Now show me where it's going to get better. I have no 
Bible tonight to tell me that this world's going to get better on its own. It's getting worse without God. God's not in charge tonight. They hate God. They despise God. They hate preachers. They hate Bibles. Matter of fact, they hate the Bible that I'm preaching out of tonight. That's why the devil's got so many different Bibles. I could get on that's another uh, rat to run. But I'm not going to get on that either. I read in the Word of God all this. We got people in our churches today that say, well, you know, preacher, we've got to live right. We've got to stay right. Or we'll lose it. And it, it shocks me that we got people sitting on the pews in Baptist churches. And I'm not bragging on the Baptist, brother. I've met some cussing Baptist, lying Baptist, dead Baptist, crazy Baptist. And I've been hurt more by Baptist folk than anybody I know. Because I've been around more of them. So I don't put stock in Baptists. I, I'm glad the Lord got me before the Baptists did. I'm glad He saved me first. But I'm Baptist because that's my choice. I believe it's the closest thing to the Scripture. But to have a Baptist sitting on your pew in your church and said, you know, i got to be careful. I don't want to lose what i got. And I say, what's wrong with you? What kind of life God give you? I, I, I would go over. Listen, if you just look cross-eyed at me tonight, I'll give you every one of these verses. We'll read them. So you might better, there you go, smile. Because I'll give you every word where it talks about eternal life in the Bible. And there's 26 times in the Bible. And then I turned it around. Not only is it eternal life, but it's life eternal. And it's mentioned four times in the Bible. And the majority of them are by Jesus Christ Himself who said, I'll give unto you eternal life. And if you think you can lose that after He gives it to you, take it up with Him tonight. You're calling Him a liar. Right. If you want to put this down to put in your pipe to smoke and also hold on to, here's the thing that you want to tell everybody when they talk about losing their salvation. You can't lose it if you got it. If you, can't, if you ain't got it, you can't lose it either, anyhow, but you can think you can lose it. Yeah. I used to worry about losing what I got. I used to think I'm liable to go to bed tonight, think something bad in my mind, dream something bad in my mind, get up in the morning be as lost as I could be. But I found out the Lord didn't save my body, He saved my soul. Amen. And I read in the Word of God where it said in John chapter 10, Verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life. These, If you've got a red letter Bible, you'll have to say that's red letters, right? And they shall never perish, and they shall never perish. Oh, broken record. And they shall never perish, and they shall never perish. Did you get it? And he said there, Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And I told that to a, a church of God preacher one day is trying to convert me. And he said, uh, well, see, it says there that no man can, uh, no, nobody can pluck you out of, uh, take, uh, pluck them out of my hand. Jesus said that, said, but now no man can, but the devil can. I said to him, 
I said, does it mean that the devil is more powerful than the Son of God? Oh, no, 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 no. He said, you just misinterpreted. I said, uh, one of us is. <laughs> and he said, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, I had a temperature that night about 101, and it wasn't because of his teaching. I just had some kind of something that jumped in on me, coughing every breath. And I'm sitting there and getting close, and I'm saying, Lord, give him this old fever and take it away from me. <laughs> but God didn't answer my prayer. I'm glad he didn't. That was not good to pray. But I'm just telling you what I thought. Verse 29, he said, My Father which gave them me, God gave them to me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And I read in the Word of God what that the Bible said we're in Christ and Christ is in God. Amen. And then I read another place where it said we're sealed with the dead redemption. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, he said. Praise God. Chill out. No fear. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm saved for time and eternity. Well, we have all these others. I could just keep on going down the line. Amen. Had a had a fellow talking about the Battle of Gog and Magog yesterday with me and the Battle of Armageddon. And he got over and he said, you know, the Arm- Battle of Armageddon? said, they're going to have to hire people, come out and bury the dead for seven months. I said, you got that mixed up, boy. I said, that's the Battle of Gog and Magog. You want to figure out how this is going to go? Gog and Magog, see how it ends. I'm fixing to preach that. I ain't got time tonight, but I'll come back and tell you. The battle of Armageddon, look and see how it ends. And then look at the, the next battle, which is called Gog and Magog, a thousand years later. And uh, see how it ends. And all three, I'm going to tell you, if ain't three more battles, then we've got a Bible that's not telling us everything. And you know what? I've done trusted all the way from Genesis up to the last few chapters of Revelation. And it's been true all up to then. I don't think it's anything wrong with the rest of it. I just trust the, the author. That hippie any. Oh, we got a lot of things I didn't deal with. Some of you Baptists sitting here, and you still ain't sure. And you'll go out tomorrow and won't know nothing. You'll say, I hope this is the way it goes. I hope what the preacher said so. I hope it is. I preach this tonight to let you know the truth. Now, if you know the truth better than I do on that, and I'm not saying that I'm smarter than you, but if you know the truth more than I know about it tonight, then... Let me know. We'll, you write all the scriptures down and I'll pass them out to everybody after I overlook them. Don't go pass them out to the people. Surely not, you don't do that. Go walk to somebody and say, Preacher didn't do that right. I'm going to give you what, what, what really, uh-uh. not till you get to be pastor, you don't do that. You have? Yeah, I have too. <laughs> he said, I, he said I've done been there and seen that. I said, yeah, I have too. Listen, God has an order, and I want to follow his order. 
I love my Bible. I'm dependent on my Bible. And I'm afraid that one of these days is going to try to take it away from me. So that's the reason I'm trying to memorize all of it I can. But I got a problem. I got an old brain don't want to cooperate. I poke it in. It's like feeding a baby at the high chair. Mama puts in a spoonful of squash. And it... And mama's rubbing it back up off its lips. Poking it back in again. She does. Finally, I don't worry it either dissolves or it ends up swallowing it. And that's what I have to do here at the pulpit tonight. Poke it back. You wonder why you've heard some of this stuff before? Amen. Because you forgot it. Amen. Sometimes the preacher has to go get the jar of squash out again. I don't like squash like that, do you? Amen. Them little kids eat it. They feed my, uh, feed my great, great grandbaby some of that stuff and uh, train to tell them it's some kind of stuff, vegetable stuff. And I thought, she tells them what it is. And I said, and said she don't want to eat it. Sometimes I see her, I watch her. She don't want to eat it. And I'm saying, don't give it to me. I ain't eating it either. Don't poke it over my way. Amen. She said, if it's good for them. I said, well, it may be, but I don't want it. Amen. All right. God bless you. Heads bowed. We won't have music. I just want to bow you, get you to bow your head. And I want you to stand if you can. I want you to pay attention to what I've said tonight. I pray God will have His way in your life. I don't know your heart. I don't know where you're going when you die. I do know you're going to die. Every cemetery, every hearse, every funeral home reminds us. And we know from the Word of God that we are. The Bible says if we're saved, we're going to heaven. If we've been born again, we're belonging to Him. But if we're not, we go to hell. And I'm not going to try to preach anything anymore on that. I'm just trying to tell you tonight. It's up to you to make your peace call and election. Sure, I can't, I can't get it settled for you. I know I got it settled for myself. But I pray tonight that you've allowed the Lord Jesus to save you somewhere. If you hadn't, I pray tonight you allow him to do it. Time's running out on us, run out on the church. And the time like we know it today. It's, it's passing off the scene. Things are different. It's not going to be fun like it used to be. Not going to be different. In a few months from now, I said this a year ago, you won't recognize the country in a year. And I don't. But you give this country another six months or another year, and you're going to see so many changes, it's going to break your heart. And you're going to, not, some of you are not going to be able to keep up with it. That's why I tried to preach to you tonight. You lean on the Word of God, not on what's happening. You trust the Word. Give God your undivided attention and your faith. And I'm going to pray with you tonight. I pray that God might touch you. Father, we assemble ourselves at the house of God tonight. We came because we wanted to worship you. Lord, we thank you for the attention and the attendance tonight too as well. 
Lord, we thank you for the liberty we had to declare the Word of God. And Lord, I praise you tonight for the Word that we have that we can hold on. I pray you may strengthen and encourage every single one that's here. Those of are here tonight that may not be saved, everybody in this building may be birthed into the family of God. I don't know that. Lord, the preaching of the Word of God is to show them where they are or not. And I pray the Spirit of God will continue to work on them. And Lord, I pray this will be a night, Lord, that it take awakening to the heart to see who they are and where they are and where they're standing. We commit everybody to you. We plead the blood of Christ over every soul. May we be like the watchman warns the crowd. And Lord, if they hear us, we've gained a person. But if they don't hear us, Lord, their blood's off our hand because we have warned them. And I pray tonight, God, that you might show them the facts and the word. We'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Brother Dean, you just did. Get, got anything put in for the mission work? Right there it is.